Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast presented by Bet365. We are part of the Action Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. Today is our week 11 Thursday NFL episode. This is the episode where we will get feedback from the wise guys who listen to the show, make our survivor pick, and build our money line underdog round robin where we give out our foxhole bet and our big balls bet of the week and where we narrow down our picks for the free to play favorites podcast $100,000 pro football pick them contest because as our old pal Colin Coward likes to say there's a sea of money out there because there's a sea of money out there if you want to follow along with our official bets you can check them out on the contest website favorites.actionnetwork.com when we lock them in before kickoff on Sunday, if you prefer using the award-winning Action app, you can track all the bets Simon and I lock in by following two accounts, the Phase Fives and the Favorites Podcast. Let's bring in my co-host, my companion, my compadre, my BFF, professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. Aloha, Chad. I want to get to all of it because things are crazy right now. First, let me remind people. The Favorites podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boosts with them than with anyone else every day. They power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays, and they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible Super Boost. Check out the boosts and see why it's never ordinary. A bet365 must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Iowa, New Jersey, Ohio, or Virginia or 18 and older in Kentucky. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, restrictions apply. Reminder, before we get to sharp calls, we do have a big announcement. The favorites is going live. We're doing it live on December 3rd. That is a Sunday, live from New Jersey at the Shepherd and the Knucklehead in beautiful Hoboken, New Jersey, Doors open at 3.45 for the 4 p.m. NFL games. We'll be hanging out, me and Simon, with our listeners, having a blast, and then recording our Sunday recap episode live and in person right before Sunday night football. You must RSVP. There'll be prize drinks, warm embraces from me and Simon, so much more. You can see the link to RSVP in the description of the episode. It's going to be a blast, December 3rd. Week 11 kickoff is coming up. Opportunities all over the board. I know Simon doesn't like it when I say let's not dilly-dally, but it is time for Sharp Call. Hello, who's there? I'm talking. Ring, ring, telephone ring. Somebody said, baby, what you doing? This week is brutal. I feel like it's another week of like, I thought everyone would be on the same side, and I'll start with the games I got pushback on. I got some pushback on. I like Washington. I got some pros that they like the Giants. I'm not seeing it. Like, I think their pushback is like, well, look how they played early in the season. They played a really tough, close game. I feel like these are two different teams at this point, right? One one team has been going one way. The other team has been going another way, and the confidence of both these teams are different. So I am shocked that they like this number and they've bet it down as well. Like maybe they only liked it at 10 and now they don't like it now that it's moved off and it's down to eight and a half for a lot of books. But 
just interesting because I, I really didn't think anyone was going to be on the Giants and um, a, a shocking amount of guys I've talked to like the Giants. Same goes for the Houston Texans. Um, you know, I like Arizona. I like the Arizona number. I still like it. Talked to a bunch of guys. They like Houston. They like the number. They, they they were happy it was coming down and they hit it again. And now it's gone back up at a couple books. Um I'm surprised by it. I, I am. If I, like I said to them, it feels like they're buying high on Houston. Their argument is against Kyler and this Arizona team coming off a win. And I think they're just viewing it wrong. So that's another one we're definitely going to dive into more. Um, but yeah, for, for agreeance, it's been, it was an easy week. Me and Chad talked about, we had a lot of picks. We liked the boys are on the same thing. Like the, the guys, they like Denver. You know, no shock there. We, we, we're we going to break that one down even more. But you've seen that number move now. So I think it got down to one and a half. We talked about it at two, one and a half. Now almost every book is two and a half. So um, And headed to three. Yeah. So not not shocking. That's a pros versus Joe's. The public is going to be on the Vikings. They're a fun story. Um, yeah, I can't, I, can't, I can't knock them for it. Even if we lose that bet, it's still one that me and Chad have to make. And, and now it's giving me more confidence to make it one of our five, putting Denver in there. So that's definitely a game we're going to go over. Um, yeah, the pros love the Carolina Panthers. Another game we need to break down more. Um, you know, it, it, it just another game that it's going to be all public money on the Cowboys. And it's only going to be professional money on the Panthers. Like that game really sticks out. I, didn't, I can't believe I even bring it up, but I mean, it. I'm still going to bet it. I'll still be on the Eagles, but I don't think I'll be one of me and Chad's five. I've gotten a lot of pushback on it. A lot of a lot of the pros loving the Chiefs, and I think it's like the numbers Evan gave us, right? They love those trend numbers. They love the Andy Reid numbers after a bye. They love Andy Reid on extended rest. They love Mahomes under three, which they were betting for four days, and you could still get two and a half if you want. I just, I mean, again, we'll break it down. I just, there's just something about this game, the fact that, this was Jalen Jalen Hurts' lock screen was that confetti from that Super Bowl all offseason. And I just think it's the human element of the Eagles have been looking and thinking about this game all offseason. And, man, it, it's shocking that guys are, like, putting, you know, decent amount of money into this Chiefs team. I just feel like this is a bad spot for them. So um, pretty interesting to hear all the professionals on that one. And, uh, yeah, for the last one before we, we, we break down on these games, I'm hoping you took the 10 on the Bears. The the pros loved it. They've come in. They bet it down now to seven and a half, despite all the money, all the tickets, all the bets are coming in on the lines. And you've seen that number now drop from 10 to seven and a half. It might keep dropping. Like I would grab it, even if you're just you're still like you're still a little scared. You're like, I, I don't know if I want to bet against this Lions team. Come on, guys. The numbers dictating it for you. Chad gave you all the numbers about these divisional dogs and the professionals like it. Now, you're not going to be getting that as good as the numbers, the professionals, and that stinks, but that's the way it goes, right? I mean, we're, me and Chad are in the same boat. We're not going to have that good number in our contest. The, the, that number is gone, but I still think seven and a half still still showing value. So um, not, not too shocking to hear the boys love that one. Uh, it's come down. Now, one more big favorite, I will say. I loved Miami. It's there's some pros on it, but it's not unanimous, right? It's not everyone's just piling on this big favorite. And I thought it would be between all the professionals, but um, talk to a couple of guys who like it with us, but then a couple of people have no opinion on that Raiders game. So, um, yeah, that that's definitely an interesting game. We've seen that Miami number move from 11 and a half on Tuesday up to 13 and a half now on Thursday. So, uh, definitely a, a lot of conversations this week about these big favorites. Fascinating, 
fascinating, fascinating. This is the science of betting right now because so much of what you just said in your breakdown of the sharp calls are the notes that I put into our script for each game down to which we're going to put in our five. Do we still like a big number that moved? And also like we'll, we'll dive into all of it. It's a, it's a crazy interesting week. As a reminder, catch every episode of The Favorites live on YouTube. For those enjoying on YouTube, don't forget to give us a like, subscribe to the Action Network YouTube page. Let's start narrowing down our games. we got to get to the Foxhole. we got to get to Survivor. we got to get to the Big Balls, Bet of the Week. Simon, so much movement since we spoke on Tuesday, including with so many of the games that we liked. So I'm going to review the ones that we talked about the most. I expect that our menu of games that we talked about on Tuesday and loved is going to expand because the movement has been so aggressive. The first game up, it's aligned with this question. Matt Mitchell pulled some of the data from the week 11 contest entry so far. Can you guess the most picked team so far? Uh, I would hope it's our, our loyal listeners took Pittsburgh, but I'm not sure. Miami. So they listen, Miami. by the way. It's our loyal listeners. They listen to you. Clearly, more <laughs> than they listen to me. It's more than two times the next closest pick. So let's talk about Miami for a second because yeah. we loved this game on Tuesday. And it yeah, it's was our most 11, public bet of the week, probably, yeah. right? We loved it on Tuesday. It was 11 and a half or 12. It was the rare double digit favorite that we were willing to bet, willing to take. It went up to 12. It went up to 12 and a half. You were like, if when it gets to 13, you got to stop. Now it's at 13 and a half. So it's a tough one. I don't yeah. think in the contest at 13 and a half, we're going to want this one. I know. And that's what stinks. It's moved so much. But I just said it. It's like professional money came in. I kind of thought they were going to just because I love the number so much. I'm not the biggest big favorite better, but there's just certain teams on certain seasons that I just like riding as big favorites. And Miami's that team where it's like, they got the horsepower. Like they got the dogs on the outside to get those kind of points. And defensively, they got the guys to get the stops. Like big deal, Ramsey coming back. I know, I know it's gonna take them a minute to get back into form, but we talk all the time. When you have a, a cornerback that can shut down half the field, it can totally can change a whole defense. It, it really is such a big deal getting that number one shutdown corner. So um, yeah, it's it's a nice spot for Miami. We talk Miami at home, Tua at home tends to perform well in these spots. Um, 13 and a half is a big number, but I'm, I'm going to do my best not to let it scare it off and join the fans here on this one. I just, Aiden O'Connell might be able to put up some points and maybe they'll be able to run the ball and maybe get to 14 or 21, but I could see Miami getting way past that, right? It just feels like this is the kind of game they could explode in where you're, you're facing against a Raiders team that they, what, just beat up on two of the worst quarterbacks in all of football with their interim head coach. Um, yeah, great story from the Raiders. They got really lucky last week, right? We already talked about the Jets had a touchdown taken off the board. That would have changed the whole outlook of that game. So um, nice to see the professionals and the public aren't buying that the Raiders, you know, lucky wins here. And um, yeah, the fact that this number now has moved scares me a little bit. Here's a nice stat from Evan Tua, eight, no straight up six and two ATS of a favor of seven or more. So Two has two has performed well as a big favorite, and um, yeah, I just I'm I'm trying to think of ways this could go wrong, and we, we would have to have some bad turnover luck and everything like that. But these aren't things you can predict. So um, yeah, 
Value-wise, I have this number of 14. So yes, we're only getting half a point of value. Nothing crazy. Like this wouldn't be one of my bigger bets at this number just because the value has shifted so much. But I'd still put in a contest. If we're having a tough time getting our fifth one in there, I wouldn't hate putting this one in. Like of all the big favorites, this is my favorite one this week. But look, I keep thinking about that Carolina game that Miami had when they were down 14 nothing in the first quarter. And by the end of <laughs> yeah. the first half, they were yeah. 35-14 or something like that and betting on Miami in that game. Yeah. They just run over these teams. They run over these teams and they're they're playing at home. This Raiders team is not good. People should not be buying into anything that's happened the past two games. They're just they're they're a terrible team experiencing some huge momentum against really bad teams. Like I, as I talk about it, I feel more and more confident about this Miami game. <laughs> yeah, it's second. hard not to. Chicago, Chicago, that toddling town. Chicago, Chicago, I will show you around. I love it. On Sunday night, I said to you, I kind of like the Bears at a big number. I wasn't joking about it. You were kind of with me. By Tuesday, we were both all in on the Bears at plus 10. I debated making it my executive decision game before I decided to make the Steelers my executive decision game. The number is now down to seven and a half. Uh, you know, we'll do our YouTube exclusives. And we just recorded yesterday a video for an educational series we're doing on YouTube about terminology that we use here on the podcast. And the term that we talked about was closing line value, which basically means you want to get the best of the number. I talk about it all the time. It's why you got to listen to the Sunday show because sometimes we're betting early and we know which way the lines are going to go. This is one we felt the line was going to move in our direction. Closing line value matters only when it matters, right? That's That was sort of your takeaway on this. I'm not afraid of the seven and a half in the contest. I'm not either, but it's not ideal. Like this, this number at 10 made more sense. This is a lot of movement for a guy that... Um, doesn't win games. And it's not like he's the greatest covering quarterback either. I mean, Justin Fields, he, he's gonna he's added to that list of all the all hype guys. Like a few people have gotten more hype and done less with it than Justin Fields. And you know, the talent's there. I think I think someone's posted some crazy stat that he has just maybe he has more passing touchdowns than Trevor Lawrence at this point in the season. And Trevor Lawrence hasn't missed any games. So um, yeah, we know the talents there. We've seen these moments and these flashes from fields. Man, that's a big movement, Chad. Like three three points of movement. I think he is worth it. I mean, they're they're back up. I, I joked all the time with Chad, like this guy was not a starter, right? He, he's someone that needs to learn the offense. He needs to learn how to protect the ball, and he's gonna have some growing pains. And Justin Fields looks the part we compare it to him, right? You're like, no, Justin Fields is one of the 32 best quarterbacks. He should be a starter, should be playing in the league. But all the stats, that's what scares you off. I mean, Evans just flooding us with stats here. Justin Fields, 9, 21, and 1 ATS in his career. Justin Fields is 1 in 10 straight up, 2 and 9 ATS versus the NFC North. These are all really bad stats. This dude is bad. And if you know this show and you know Chad, <laughs> we've been betting the Bears basically every time in this spot almost because there's always going to be value on it. Right. Cause we both think there's, there's a ton of talent with fields and um, you know, this bears team say what you want about them. They're usually in all these games, right. Go through their schedule. It's not like they're getting dominated, blown out, even when they had it back up in there. So 
I'll do it with Chad. I'll, I'll, I'll bite it and I'll take the seven and a half. But I totally get it, people. If you're just so burned out on Justin Fields' experience and taking the number and then getting burned by him, because um, he does make stupid turnovers and that's all part of it. But how, how do we avoid this one? I'm trying to think of ways we need to avoid this, but it's it's such a big number against a Lions team that, yeah, they might be able to put the points up, but do we trust their defense not to get backdoored? And that's the key with this number here. It's like, this back door should always be open for us with Justin Fields. So um, I'm getting there. Maybe this will be one of our five, but it's just hard for me to swallow where it's like Evan hits us with those stats. And I have to remember that Justin Fields is nine and 21 ATS in his career, which is just insane. So forget about those stats for a second. Let's find different stats to fit our narrative. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Uh, number one, this game was way overinflated, and and obviously the inflation has come out of it. The wise guys bet the numbers. It yeah, was it's at gone. ten. It, it, like in the last forty eight hours, it's gone from ten to seven and a half. It's nearly going from one key number to another key number, and it'll probably get to seven. Um, don't forget, home teams in the division since two thousand fifteen, which is the Lions in this case, cover against the spread at a forty seven percent rate. Home favorites in the division since 2015 only covered a 45% rate. Division dogs, the past 20 years, 90 games over 500 against the spread. Okay? So we're in a good spot here with the Bears. And I know what you're saying. I know it's scary. Uh, I know it's something where we've been burned in the past because of Justin Fields. But there's a lot of evidence. It's the same thing we talked about with the Browns last week. There's a lot of evidence here that says take the road dog at a big number. It used to be a big number. Now it's kind of big. Over a touchdown is still relatively big. N not for the Bears, though. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm with you. Like I still I still think it's too high. I'm with Chad on it. Yeah, eight and a half, I would have felt so much better putting this in the yeah. contest. That's what, listen, it's what makes the contest hard and what makes doing well in the contest so much more remarkable, right? Like, it is just not easy to find five games that you feel confident about. Like that every no. week. It's really, really hard to do this. Chicago, that's my Pittsburgh at Cleveland. This ended up being, your, your assignment says was Miami. My executive decision was Pittsburgh. We talked about this game last Sunday. It was at four and a half. We bet it at four and a half. I liked it as my executive decision at four. Obviously, a lot to discuss here now with uh, um, Deshaun Watson out, Thompson Robinson starting. They're bypassing P.J. Walker. The reasons I liked this game at plus four were about Pittsburgh's playmakers on defense. Three guys who grayed out as the top as top 20 edge rushers, according to Pro Football Focus. Every time you turn on the television in the second half, these guys are making plays that keep the Steelers in the game. We know it's not Kenny Pickett. We know it's not the offense. It's about what this defense does to make plays. So the line obviously is now down to plus one. I will not middle this game, Simon. Uh, <laughs> there's no middling. The same stats still apply for the Steelers that applied for the Bears as sort of the road team in division games. I don't think we can put it in the contest that whatever it's going to be, it's going to be a plus one, plus a half, whatever. It, it, it's a pass completely for me at this number. Not for me. I still love Pittsburgh. Um, 
Yeah. The the craziest thing to me though, again, media is the weirdest shit ever. What these people pick and choose what stories to run with. Okay. So we just had what was the exact injury to Watson? Do you know the exact injury that happened to him, Chad? Uh shoulder injury. Yes. And you know what he did to his shoulder? Uh fracture. Right. So this man went into the locker room, got a ton of drugs, came back out, and went 14 for 14 passing, and won a game high as a kite. No one's talking about it. Everyone's talking about how tough he is and all this other <laughs> shit. It's like, dude, this dude was high as shit, loose as hell. I mean, he should do that for the rest of his career. Like, if that's the miracle drug for him where it's like, this dude just needs to get feeling good to play good. Because that was his best half in three years. Like, yeah, he... He was not just, shit. not just throwing, by the way. He was running for first downs. He was dodging tacklers. All of it. Go back and watch it. I watched it. You can clearly tell this man is on something. Okay. Cause it's like it, it doesn't make sense. This man's taking hits and he, he's getting right back up and it's all good. And I just love that no one in the media touched on they're like, how tough is this Deshaun Watson? How gritty is this guy coming back? It's like, oh my God. Oh my God. Everyone's bearing the lead here. This dude was crazy high and somehow had a perfect half and won an insane game. I mean, yeah, like people like you, Chad, whoever bet the Browns last week, you must donate half that money to some type of charity. That is not your money. That is <laughs> that's insane. That is so insane, especially when you learn about his injuries. So, um, yeah, nothing changed for me. I have a rookie quarterback going up against Tomlin, and I don't have the stats in front of me. Maybe Evan can find them, but – I, I love Tomlin against rookies. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. Yeah, here we go. DTR will be the 34th rookie quarterback to make his first start to face the Steelers under Mike Tomlin. Those QBs are 5-28 and 28 straight up with CJ1 earlier this season. I think they blew him out right at home. Is DTR even with the type of talent that CJ is? No. You know, he didn't urinate down his leg, man. That's a great place to begin. We've seen DTR play, and I'm not going to fault him for it, right? He was thrown into a game, and he just looked totally unprepared. You think one week of getting – or three days of getting first-team reps is going to help this kid before he plays Pittsburgh in this defense with those backups on offensive line? Holy shit, man. Talk, talk about a bad, bad spot for this Browns team. So if I'm still getting a plus number, I'm happy to take it. If you're scared that it's so low – Go ahead, throw it in a teaser. Do whatever you need, peace of mind. But um, I got this a minus two and a half for Pittsburgh now. So I'm showing a ton of value right now on this Pittsburgh line. So um, Chad might not still be in love with it, but maybe I can force him to take this one. As there's still a dog right now, I think it's going to flip to them being a favorite by kickoff. Yeah, you know what's interesting is is as you're talking about it, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, why would I still be in on the Bears and then not be in on the Steelers? It's like I, I either got to be on, I either got to be in on both of them or I can't be on either of them. The logic has to apply in both places because the Steelers are actually a better team. And we're talking about a Browns team that is that its offensive line is decimated going against a pass rushing team that is it's actually better than the Ravens. And people don't believe in Pittsburgh, team. Chad. People don't believe in this team. I mean, you'll hear it every day. They're like, they've been outgained in every single game. They're the only team in the NFL to do it. How are they six and three? Are they really about to be seven and three? It's just, I, I can't get over how much people don't understand good coaching and how important red zone touchdowns are. It's like, I would be happy if I had a team that gave up 500 yards per game and my team only put up two, 250, but we had three touchdowns in the red zone. They only had one. Like, we're going to win those games. And that's exactly what Pittsburgh does. They just, 
They're just a complete team. It's as if there's only – it doesn't matter how many offensive yards you get. There's a special teams and a defensive unit. So, um, yeah, Pittsburgh is a team where I, I, I just can't quit them. Like, I'm – and it stinks, too, because it feels like I'm – I've been betting them every week, and it's like, uh, you know, we joked about the Russian roulette, but it feels like a little bit of like that where it's like, I'm going to get caught by this team. I know what they are. Oh, yeah. We, they keep getting good spots. Like, they're a team that just keeps getting these randomly good spots. I mean, they were catching Green Bay last week after a big win. Yeah, they got really lucky that the guys missed an extra point. That's why they covered uh, the three and a half. But it's like, that's that's the Pittsburgh way. Like, they just have these kind of bounces go their way. So, um, yeah, the fact that Cleveland's coming off such a big emotional win, now they have the letdown of losing their quarterback for the rest of the season. I, I totally get your guys' angle if you want to take Cleveland. I mean, they're getting – just about the same amount of money right now. I'm looking at the action app. It's pretty even, even with the injury news. And I think that's just because people don't believe in this Pittsburgh team, right? That's just how it is, Chad. So I'm going to hold firm and say I, I do believe in this team, and I believe them in this game. You know what? Right now, our three games, Miami minus 13.5, Bears 7.5, and, and Pittsburgh plus one. Um, <laughs> and we're about to add one that I know we're in agreement on. Finally, a game that hasn't moved. Dallas at Carolina, Carolina plus 10.5. Um, the wise guys like it. We liked it. I did take a taste of the Panthers on the money line. You can see that in the action network app, all the stats for Dak as a favorite are, are important and, and relevant, yeah. but, um, I'm not, a. I, I like the other one, you know, we pick and choose what we want to <laughs> believe here. Um, teams with a winning percentage of 25% or less. 58% against the spread as a home dog of seven or more in the last 20 years. Like that. I like I like bigger sample sizes. And I'm like, I'm just never going to be a buyer of Dak Prescott as a nearly two touchdown favorite on the road. I like Dak as a big favorite at home. And we've bet him as a big favorite at home. This isn't a spot where I like Dak. So I think we're in agreement here that Carolina plus 10 and a half is making it in. Yeah, we might get caught here because the Cowboys have been playing really well offensively this whole season. Even in their bad games, they're still moving the ball pretty well. Um, like that, we talked about that CD and Dak combo is just deadly right now. Right. Um, Lethal. But the yeah, the the big Achilles heels though has got to be Pollard. Like they've made Pollard their number one running back. Shit, have you heard his name since week one? Like this this man has totally disappeared. And if you look at the stats, Ezekiel Elliott's getting more yards per carry right now this season than Pollard is, which is just crazy to think that's that like he's doing better up in new England. Who's just a total train wreck than Pollard is behind that O line with Dak as his quarterback. It, it is bizarre. So, um, you know, I, I want to make this our big balls bet, Chad, but I'm worried no one's going to bet it, but me and you, I'm just worried. No one's going to listen to us here. Cause that, that's how much balls it takes. Like you're, you're taking the worst team in football at home as a double digit dog against, you know, perceived one of the best teams in all of football. Like, Dallas is hot right now, and they looked really good last week, and I totally get why you don't want to do it. you got to take this spot. Like, over a long-term, Chad just told you the numbers. You make this bet the rest of your life in this exact spot with this number and this kind of matchup, you will be profitable long-term, and that's what we're trying to teach you. So I want to make this big balls, Chad. You make you with me? Let's do it. I'm with you. Big balls, bet of the week. Carolina Panthers plus 10 and a half at home. We're going to get screwed. Totally going to get just, <laughs> you know, sideways. On There'll be a quick game. death, though, which would be nice. Uh, or we're going to win. 
because we put a little bit of taste in the money line. Oh yeah, this is going the round robin. So you hate this now. You're gonna hate it even more once you put it round robin. I, I was struggling with like, where are we gonna go with big balls? I had it as a note for a different game, but I, this is great. So all good on that. We still need to do a foxhole, but maybe it's gonna be a game later in the show. Mm-hmm. Minnesota at Denver. You just said when we were talking about sharp calls. I love that you said this. You had a feeling this was gonna be in our contest. My first note. I have a feeling this will be in the contest. Um, <laughs> so why don't we just say it right now, Denver minus two and a half. So we're at five for the record. Um, yeah. Part of it is because of the movement. You know, there's just a lot of challenges elsewhere. But we broke down Russell Wilson and Josh Jobs for our phase film room session for YouTube produced by Hutton Jackson, who's also producing our video version of the podcast today. And um, why don't you tell people what you thought about Josh Dobbs? And I'll tell people what I was able to discover about Russell Wilson and why we sort of are landing on Minnesota, on uh, Denver here. Yeah, I wanted to highlight what what's working for Dobbs. And, um, you know, pe- people are just like blown away. They're like, why is this guy a journeyman? And why is no one giving him a long-term chance? And what's what's wrong with all these teams passing on him? And it was basically a highlight what his, his strength is. His strength is his legs. Like his his movement in the pocket. Me and Chad were watching. It's incredible his how comfortable he was in the pocket. Bodies flying all around him. And he kept total composure, which is kind of thing you see from a guy who's been in the league a long time and has kind of figured it out, right? It, it's someone that they know the hits are going to come, but he's so calm and confident in the pocket. It, it is crazy to watch. And his movement and his running ability is amazing. But I wanted to highlight he's not a thrower. That's the reason why he's going to all these different teams, people. He's not a consistent thrower. That's his weakness. And, you know, going back and watching that that Vikings game, they they seen the offense to have him have one open read looks kind of, right? They'd have him roll out and either be his tight end there that's breaking open or, you know, a wide receiver over the top. It would just be a simple one-two read. That's the only option he has. And if it's not there, he can run it for a couple yards. And I, I love that they're doing that with him in the offense you know, in comes this Denver defense that they're just fast. Like if you go back and watch all their tape these last couple of weeks, they're fast across the board and they're hard to run the ball like that against like a quarterback trying to scramble. I mean, that's what Mahomes is one of the best in the league at, right? Mahomes is so incredible at doing what Dobbs is okay at, which is not panicking the pocket. It breaks down. He can scramble for you for that first down. Was he doing that against Denver in the two games they faced him? No, because they knew how to defend it. I think they'll run the same exact scheme against Dobbs here, where at least you don't have to worry about him passing so much as you do. It's the exact same thing as the Chiefs. You need to double the tight end, which is Hawkinson, and you need to have a spy in the quarterback. So um, I think it's all there for Denver. But what really gives me confidence, Chad, is just uh, the love and all the money and all the bets seeing it all come in on the Vikings and the fact that the Lions reversed movement. Like it's gone from one and a half to two to now it's at two and a half. Um, I, I, I think this might get the three. Like, I just think the pros will keep betting this one just because Denver feels like they have found something and the Vikings feel like they are so due for a totally shit bad game. I mean, what are they on a five or six game win streak? I mean, Kirk cousins was playing amazing. They went on this crazy run. They bring in this, this backup Dobbs who wins a road game. I'm pretty sure against Atlanta. And then he came home and just beat the saints. Like, yeah. We we joke all the time. The NFC South might be the worst division in all of football. So this man just got fat and rich off beating two teams that, yeah, they're leading their division, but they might be really bad. Now they're playing a team that we view as one of the tougher divisions in all of football, right? I mean, as shitty as the the Raiders are, 
they're what above 500 they're at least at 500 same goes for the chargers and then the chiefs like this is a really tough division and denver showed out these last couple of weeks so um i i can't pass on how well this denver defense has been playing how good they've been playing as a team and russell wilson which you're about to break down how he's improved these last couple of weeks yeah look russell wilson is is sort of going unnoticed the key to, to russell wilson if you watch and what Sean Payton has done so brilliantly in season is getting him to make decisions faster and putting him in a position to succeed by getting the ball snapped before there's less than 10 seconds on the play clock. And early in the season, you would see him get into the line. There was a lot of confusion, a lot of mayhem. You saw bad, bad fumbles, bad decision-making. On the film room session we did yesterday, we broke down a game clinching fumble that he forced himself by knocking the ball out of his hand with his own leg against the Jets. The next week, a pick against the Chiefs when he had less than 100 yards passing. And then they had 10 days off. And since then, they've won three games in a row and not against sort of uh, uh, patsies, right? They beat the Bills. They beat the Chiefs. They beat the Packers, obviously not as not as challenging. But what Mahomes has done since then, 72% completion percentage, six touchdowns, no interceptions but also just making decisions. And you even saw it in that Bills game. Yeah. Second and one, end of the first quarter, instead of dawdling back and forth, he immediately gets the ball out when his primary reads aren't open. They get a first down. Next play, start of the second quarter. The lane opens in the middle of the field. Instead of trying to stay back and make the big play, immediately scrambles 10 yards for a first down. Like He's just a better quarterback. The guy's got 18 touchdown passes and four picks. That's second most touchdown passes in the NFL right now and second fewest picks. So like according to Pro Football Focus, seventh best quarterback under pressure. And he will get a lot of blitzes from the Vikings. So we like the Broncos. We just Yeah, yeah I'll give you just one more actual stat for the Denver defense because I was talking about how good they've been, but Evan gave us an actual real stat that people can understand more. Broncos defense is 10th in EPA per play since week six. So, you know, that's a huge improvement because through weeks one and five, they were 32nd in the league. And so since week six, they're 10th. Like that's not a small sample. Either. That's multiple weeks. And that's multiple weeks of fate. Like Chad just talked about, they faced the chiefs twice in that run. They faced the bills in that run. So um, yeah, clearly this defense since that 70 point loss and a bunch of, you know, they got rid of a bunch of guys from that defense. Things have changed for Denver. So try not to think too much about, you're taking a bad Denver team as a favorite. This is not that team. They're they're a much better team. They should be a favorite in this game. Don't think, just do. The one you got to think about, Philadelphia, Kansas City. Look, we liked it at two and a half. It got bit up to three. Right after we did all that, we listed all the reasons why we hate it. Mahomes in November, <laughs> December, virtually unbeatable. Mahomes is a well, I just favorite. wanted people to know this is why people are going to push back on it. Yeah. Mahomes is a favorite of less than three, virtually impossible to cover against. This feels like the Super Bowl bet all over again, right? Where we were on Philly <laughs> last year at the same number and ended up getting beat in a bad spot. Philly was the right side in that game. Like they played better. There were some bad plays and then they got Mahomes. So they got ref. I wrote, I, and ref. I, I wrote, this is a foxhole of big balls. We went big balls with um, Carolina. If we're staying on Philly and I haven't bought out of this bet, Kind of feels like a foxhole to me. I can't do it because I'm not going to make this one of my five biggest bets of the week. I'm just not going to do it. I'm on the Eagles. I'm taking the three. I'm happy to take it. But you just we talked about like this Mahomes spot 
has not been good to us, and it's not a great spot to fade him. Even worse, I saw that Kelsey's parents are going to be there and Taylor Swift's parents are going to be there, Chad. How can we go against love? How can we go against love? Nobody loves love more than me. So I don't know what to do with this one. I'm I'm on them, but I, I don't know if I want to make this our Fox. Well, I have another game in mind. I just I, I don't know what to do because I'm I'm seeing a good number, but I hate I hate the how the professionals are coming in on the Chiefs and like the guys I've talked to like that I respect. It's like fuck. This 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 is just this is so typical. Like am I, I I just like Chad just said it. The Eagles just are a much better team right now, and we're getting three. It's crazy because home field basically dead. Like home field really is basically dead. It's like a point and a half, two points, depending on the the, the place. So you're, you're telling me on a neutral field, the, the Chiefs would be minus one at this point of the season. And I wouldn't believe it. Like the Eagles have been more complete offensively and defensively than the Chiefs have, right? The Chiefs, their best unit this season has been their defense. But me and Chad talked about it. They've had injuries to it. That's why we love Denver against this Chiefs team a couple of weeks ago. It's like... They're a different team on defense when they have injuries. So um, I'm trying to get there, brother. But this line is just so fishy, 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 fishy. So um, I, I just I just won't make this one of our five this week. I, I tell you that much. I just can't do it because I can see it now. I mean, you will be sitting there. It's 14 to three Mahomes, like midway through the second quarter. And we're both just like, of course, like this yeah. is this is why this Chiefs team have won multiple Super Bowls and they're just a dynasty. It's just what they do in these spots. So I'm taking the three. I, I think the Eagles are the better team, but I just don't know if it's going to be my five biggest bets of the week. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that it, like we've got five games that we like right now. I don't know that it would beat any of those five games too much. The line is too right. Uh, yes. it would be It would be too much tension at the end of the week uh, for this to be the game that we're hinging a potentially, you know, what is otherwise a two and two week on this game. Let's talk for a minute about Arizona and Houston. Normally I auto bet when you're like, you've been adamant about this game and (laughs) I have, I have not been able to pull the trigger on Arizona. Like I just can't wrap my head around it. I feel like there's too much credit. Like you said, the game was at five and a half got down to five, four and a half, four, and now professionals have come back in on Houston. Yeah. I think CJ Stroud might be an exception to all these rules. At least he has been this season. And so it's hard for me to pull the trigger on Kyler Murray, who I think is inconsistent and has a little bit of shine right now. And it's CJ at home, which he's performed better as well yeah. at home. Um, I totally get it. And that's why I was going to see if you wanted to make this our foxhole just because. No. You know me, regardless of what's going on, I'm a foxhole guy. I commit to a team. I commit to a city. Uh, I'm a foxhole guy. <laughs> the bullets are a flying, man. No one, no one wants to take Arizona. I feel like maybe the people you talk to, they might like Arizona, but everyone is in on uh, this Houston team. Here we go. Thank you, Evan. Here we go. Kyler Murray, ATS career, dog, 21 and 12 and two. Dude, his money is a dog. As a favorite, nine and 15 ATS. So um, clearly we want to back Kyler as a dog. This is when you do want to back Kyler. Uh, But totally get where Chad's coming from. Like 
this shit ain't fun. Like betting against uh, CJ, the guy we just talked about, like he could win MVP this year. That's a real thing, people. I'm I'm not the only crazy person saying or thinking that. It's like if this guy can get this team who had the number two pick in the last year's draft that that have just been an absolute joke for what three seasons now. Ever since the whole Deshaun trade debacle happened, um, pr- pretty amazing story. But we play numbers here. This feels like it should be three. I'm getting up across a key number of four, four and a half with Arizona. This will be one of my five biggest bets. And um, yeah, I'm going to be an absolute sucker betting against CJ here at home, but I got to well, do look, it. If you feel that strongly about it, we can make it the foxhole, but it's not, I can't see it being one of our five. So that's fine. Like, it doesn't yeah, have to be that's what, five. Again, it's all give and take, baby. If you yeah. have another, if we have five, we're good with. We don't need to get this one in. I am happy not to have to have this one in against CJ. I'm just, I just like it because it just, it's the right play. Like, this is a long term, another long term winner. Like, you play this spot. I just gave you the stats as Kyler as a dog. Like, that's, that's when you want to back Kyler. It's when people don't believe him, they're underestimating him. It's not when he's getting all the hype and the smoke blowing up his ass. So, um, yeah, I still don't think anyone watched that Arizona Atlanta game. Only me. Uh, th- that was that's your classic corner TV game. The shadow always says. So, um, I don't think the public quite understands that Kyler looks like he hasn't missed a beat. And um, yeah, to- totally get it though. Why the public loves CJ? It's like I-, I I can't get over how amazing that win was last week and all of his wins this season. He's just. He was incredible. He plays way above what he should be playing as a rookie. We we haven't seen anything like it. I, mean, I guess we have. Last time we said it was Dak when Dak had this kind of run. But think about how good that Cowboys team was compared to this team here, right? Like Dak was a fourth-round pick that fell into a team that was built for Tony Roma. Like it had all the pieces already there. This dude fell into a team that had no pieces, right? He's turning Nico Collins into a, a household name. He's turning – yeah, Tank Dell. What the hell is the other guy's name? Pharaoh Brown, like a guy who got cut from the Cowboys, um, is number one in the league for catches, uh, yards per catch, right? Like bizarre, bizarre. What what they're doing in Houston, he's changing everything. So um, to- totally get it if you're scared off this number, but it's the smart play, people. I got to beg you to do it. You just got to you got to take this number. Uh, C.J. Stroud started the season 201 to win MVP. Now he's 20 to one last rookie. Damn. Last rookie to win MVP, Jim Brown, 1957. Um, not Sid. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I right, two more games that I want us to talk about quickly. Okay. Tennessee at Jacksonville. I don't like it still, but it's like the kind of game that we should normally play. I we know. Said, we said, if it got to seven, we were going to talk know. about it. It's Mike Vrabel, a big dog on I the know. road. This is when he wins. This is when he covers. I can't find any on the field reason to like the Titans here. But strictly with the coach and the spot, a division game, division road team, division road dog. This is when you back the trend. I haven't bet it yet. I I don't know that I like it any more than our five currently, but I have to mention it. I have to mention it. And I might have to make it my survivor pick, which sucks. Like I, I've been going through who we have left, and like this, this might be the best time to take the Jaguars at home against a rookie quarterback. So uh, I'm with Chad. I'll throw a penny on the seven, but nothing big because I'm going to need this for survivor. I don't want to be sweating. Oh God, 
But you're so right. Like this is the classic variable spot, but this is a variable spot. Um, it's also a great, it's also a great Jaguar spot, right? You gave us that stat. Teams that get blown yes. out come back. Yes, they usually bounce back, especially teams that are well coached. Like they got Doug P. That was a total train wreck, right? It was like the same thing when Dallas played the 49ers. Like they, they, it was literally the worst game of the year they had. What happened the next week with Dallas, right? They, they completely blew out a team. And you expect the same. The Jaguars are the cream of the crop, the leader of this division. Uh, that we keep talking about them waiting on Trevor Lawrence to take that next step. And yeah, he's, he hasn't, he's, he's had some real stinkers this season, but he's also, I think playing really well in, in the system. So um, yeah, I, if you want to take the seven with me and Chad, we can do it, but I'm telling you, this is going to be one of my survivor picks. So it's not going to, it, it probably won't be my top 15 big bets this week. Last game, Seattle at the Rams. So Stafford got help. Stafford was announced. The line moved from two and a half down to one. I stole some stats from the Raybon Stucky Action Network podcast from the Six Pack. You can listen to it now or watch the video on YouTube. Rams have a, have had a better strength of schedule adjusted, better quarterback. Last time they played, Rams outgained them by nearly 300 yards, doubling them up on first downs. Um, that was without Cooper Cup. Yeah. Seattle's wins have been fraudulent. Giants, Panthers, Cardinals, Washington, that they needed a miracle. So they beat Detroit, give them some flowers over time. So <laughs> do we go with like, are the Rams a pick that we're not talking enough about that should be in our top five? Because like we weren't really focused on until late in the week. Sometimes we do that. Yeah. And this is a pros game. Like I've talked to a bunch of pros who love this on sharp calls. They love this game. Um, I got no real feel for it. Like I want to take the Rams, um, but it's it, yeah, it's a tough one for me. It really is because um, you know this number is going to flip, right? And Evan gave us that number that when these teams move from a dog to a favorite, it's not it's not great for the Rams. So that's that's another fear with this Rams number. But interesting. Ah uh, man, yeah, this is. Uh, this is definitely a pros game. The pros are on the Rams. I just I have no real feel for this one. I'll be honest, Chad. Like I I want to get down the Rams. I coming into this, I wanted to get on just with Stafford coming back. Like I agree with everything those guys were talking about. Like I think the Rams are just as good as Seattle. Like they've just they've had some bad injuries, right? Stafford missing games. That's gonna kill you. Like that that's the reason their record is what it is. They're they're not that record, right? They're a much better team than their record perceives. So uh, I'm with the guys, and I get what the pros are saying. Maybe this will end up being one of our five come Sunday. It's just right now, sitting here Thursday, I just can't get there. I have no money bet on this game either side. So um, no no real feel from this one. But, yes, the pros, they like the Rams in the spot. Simon, can you name the fastest-growing ticketing app in the United States? Game time. That's right. It's our sponsor, Game Time. I love Game Time for two reasons. One, because they sponsor this show. Number two, I actually use Game Time to buy tickets. They've got amazing Last-minute deals on all sorts of tickets, including pro and college football games. Speaking of which, I'm using the Game Time app right now from my house here in Connecticut. Guess what? Hockey fans, you can get in to see the New Jersey Devils. Devils! For less than 150 bucks. Go see NHL hockey. 
No matter where you live, download the Game Time app, get out and have some fun this week. Go sweat your bets live and in person, and you can redeem code favorites for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, just download the app and enter code favorites. $20 off last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, reminder about our contest picks. Simon and I typically enter our picks into the contest website on Thursday after the show. If you want to see those unofficial picks we've entered before they lock, go to the contest site, favorites.actionnetwork.com. Search for the phase five. That's us. We typically have these picks visible by Thursday afternoon. Before we get to our money line, underdog round robin, the week 11 contest tiebreaker is total rushing yards on Monday night. Football, Action Network predictive analyst Billy Ward writes a weekly article about tiebreaker strategy, and a link to the article can be found in this episode's description. If you want to leg up on the contest, good luck. All right, Simon. Our Moneyline Underdog Round Robin. My dog likes your dog. Your dog likes my dog. Hello, Carolina Panthers. <laughs> get that one in there. Got to get Arizona in after I just hyped them up all that we time. Do, we do have to get Arizona in there. Let's cheat Eagles? a little. And- Eagles? Who? Eagles? Yeah. Yeah, get the Eagles in there. Should we do the coward cheat and take... Um, Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh plus 100. Yep. Because it is a plus number. Yeah. Carolina, so Arizona, Philly, and Pittsburgh so far. So we got, we need one more. Oh, God. Rams? No, minus 104. Um, How about the Bears? <laughs> All right. I like that because uh, last week, thanks to my guy Chad here, I hit the, the Cleveland. Um, You know, that was... That was a really nice payday. The the Cleveland Denver, I think it yeah. paid me thirteen or twelve to one. So, um, yeah, yeah, that was really good. Was um, yeah, let's do it. Let's get Chicago in there. All right. You know what else we're gonna do? We're gonna make Little Caesars, which is the official pizza <laughs> sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day. Simon, we're already in mid November. This Thanksgiving, are you most grateful for Little Caesars pizza? I am, Chad. Order online during our pizza pizza pregame one hour before NFL games and get ready for some football and fun. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. Simon, what do you think about this new motto I invented just on the spot? Even if your car is coated in rust, you can always afford crazy crust. <laughs> Love Boom. it. However you order your pizza, you win. And speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the game. It's time for I'm a Survivor. The Survivor Pool Pick of the Week. Jags? Yeah, got to do it, I guess. Like, I, I'm, like, going through them right now. Um, I could could take the lines, but I really don't want to. And that's the only other real option. Like, I've already used Dallas. I've already used the Dolphins. Already used the 49ers. Yeah. I'm sorry, people. This is this is when it starts getting ugly. We, we got to do it. We got to take the Jags. I hate it, but they're the best option I got. Sometimes uh, when we're doing the show, I'm looking at the script that I have in front of me, uh, not at the Zoom, so I can't always see you. And so yeah. I'll be um, looking at the script and I will ask you a question and I don't go back to the Zoom. And sometimes you're so deep in thought, you pause for like an extra two seconds or so. 
And just now, when you paused so long for the Jags, I kind of thought you were just frozen. I'm like, oh no. Did we lose? Dead air. Dead air. Dead air. (laughs) Dead air. All right. Um, We've talked a lot about your biggest bets of the week. Where are you right now on your biggest bets of the week? Uh, I feel bad because people got pissed last week because I ended up buying out of that Bengals position. But this week, I will not be buying out, people, unless both receivers are dead all of a sudden for Miami. Uh, I'm in on Miami. I've been betting Miami, you know, since Sunday night, and now that number is all the way up to 13 and a half. And I, I, I'm going to still throw a little on there. Um, all right, so our biggest bets, Miami, Arizona, Pittsburgh, and Denver. So right now, yeah, the, the, those guys wow. – like, they keep adding up, but um, love it. Yeah, pretty pretty gross week, but uh, I love I love these games. I really do. As a reminder, the favorites podcast is presented by Bet Three Six Five. Bet Three Six Five doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boosts with them than with anyone else. Every day they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet Three Six Five boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays. And they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible super boost. Check out the boosts and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Iowa, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, or 18 or older in Kentucky. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, restrictions apply. All right, before we get out of here, let's bring in Action Network Director of Research, Evan Abrams, the engine behind the stats and nuggets we mentioned so often on the show and across our entire network. Evan? You're going to get the last word. And if you don't give me confirmation bias about any of our bets, I am going to freaking lose it. The last word with Evan Abrams. We're finished talking. Yeah, I, I stayed a little away this week, but let's get into it. So I mentioned this stat on Tuesday about Jared Goff covering 11 straight games against the NFC North. So in the last 20 years, only one other quarterback has covered at least 11 straight versus a division opponent. Can you name him? At AFC North, AFC South, he's retired. He recently declared the Civil War is over. I don't know if you remember him. Anybody? No? Andrew Luck? Steven Gerrard? There you go. Andrew Luck. Andrew Andrew Luck. Luck. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So Andrew Luck and Jerry Goff had the longest streak, so Goff can break that this weekend. Here's the next one for you. So Chiefs-Eagles is a betting matchup 28 years in the making. So Eagles and Chiefs are the first matchup of teams being favored in their first nine games of the season since 49ers-Cowboys back in 1995. No, it wasn't Steve Young and Troy Aikman. It was actually Elvis Gerback and Wade Wilson because Aikman, who started, was hurt in the first quarter. Dallas was minus 13 and lost outright. So 28 years since we've had two teams favored in their first nine games face off against each other. Uh, unfortunately, the dog in those games, 6-23. and 23. So oh. not great straight up. Not, not, not a great stat. But Let's talk about one more. So this one actually was a favorite on Twitter last week, X, whatever you want to call it. But when both teams are on extended rest, which is eight days or more, the under is now 101-47-1 since 2018, including 25-5 and this season. Went 2-0 last week. This week, unfortunately, it's uh, Chiefs-Eagles. So that is the one game that fits. Uh, so that that is the under you're looking at there. And a, a friendly reminder, primetime unders. That is night games. And the international game so far, 30 and seven this season. So see if that continues. Evan didn't do anything to make either of us feel better. That was a goal. (laughs) 
All right, let's recap. Our Foxhole, Arizona plus five, one of Simon's biggest bets of the week. Uh, I'm not even sure I'm in the Foxhole with him, but I will be because he's my guy and I back him 100%. Uh, our big balls, Car- uh, Carolina plus 10 and a half. The exact decision, remember, you got to listen to the show on Tuesday. That was Pittsburgh plus four. That number's gone. We're still going to like Pittsburgh plus one in the contest. Simon says with Miami minus 12, also long gone, 13 and a half. We'll probably still put it in the contest. Moneyline underdog round robin. Carolina, Arizona, Philly, Pittsburgh, Chicago. If we had to lock it in right now. The faves five for now. Denver minus two and a half. Miami minus 13 and a half. Bears plus seven and a half. Pittsburgh plus one. Carolina plus 10 and a half. I think the debates are going to be over the next 48 hours, 48 to 72 hours, Rams and Arizona. Do they end up, as as we hear more information, do they end up replacing any of these teams? What do you think of that? Yeah, I'm just hoping for Arizona six and a half in contest. That would be amazing. And I, I could see us get in there, but if it's four and a half, five and a half, I don't know. It'd be a lot harder to talk me into it. All right, before we sign off, reminder that Simon and I will be back with our Week 11 recap episode live on the Action Network YouTube page this Sunday and every Sunday, 7.30. Also, reminder, our Sunday episode on December 3rd will be live and in person in Hoboken, New Jersey, The Shepherd and the Knucklehead, December 3rd. Live show. Come join us. Prizes, drinks, Hugs from Simon and I, so much more. You must RSVP. The link to RSVP is in the episode description for YouTube and for the podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please RSVP and join Simon and I. Doors will open at four o'clock. Sweat the afternoon games with us on Sunday. We'll bet them up. We'll watch the games. Then we're going to do a podcast. We're going to review it all. Download us from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars, say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Till Sunday night at 7.30. Love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.